Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in. This is my very first podcast. This podcast, basically, I'm just going to talk about a little bit of everything. Uh, hockey, baseball, soccer. Uh, so I guess we'll just we'll just say sports, um, pop culture, gaming, music. Just a little bit of everything. And I'm hoping at some point to maybe have some guests on the podcast. It'd be very cool. Uh, I've been wanting to do a podcast for a pretty long time now. I just never really knew uh, what to talk about. Because a lot of these podcasts, they have kind of a niche. You know, they're, they're a music podcast, or a gaming podcast, or a comedy podcast. And I'm just kind of wrapping everything into one dysfunctional little ball. <laughs> so, um, again, thank you all for listening. Uh, I don't really know how this is going to go, but it is my first one, so here we go, let's just jump right into it. First off, I'd like to start by, um, by saying that, you know, I've, uh, I've been thinking a lot about this Orlando shooting, and, man, you know, there's just, there's not a whole lot you can say, uh, it was a horrible, horrible tragedy, and, uh, just a senseless, senseless act of hate, you know, and, uh, I had a Facebook post about this, and, you know, it's not, it's not a gay problem, it's not a gun issue, it's not a Latino issue, it's not a terrorist issue, it's just, it's an issue with hate, and people using, you know, whatever to justify their hatred towards a group of people. Now, uh, from what I understand, the shooter did... Uh, they said the shooter called into 911 and, I guess, pledged his allegiance to ISIS. I'm not really sure how that all works or how it ties into this. I don't know if he's always been an ISIS sympathizer, but you know what? That's that's not important right now. You know, the fact, whatever, you know, if he's a part of ISIS, if he's... It doesn't matter what kind of person he is. It just, it just matters that people's lives were lost over a senseless act of just hate, you know, and that's really all we can say about it. You know, it's a messed up world, and, um, but you know what? I think, you know, if we all just band together, we can, uh, at least shed some light into Orlando and say, hey, we're here for you, you know, we're not leaving you in the dark. I did see that um, if you are available, you can donate blood to uh, to the hospitals. I don't believe you have to live in the area, um, but maybe you do. Anyways, uh, there's plenty more you can do. You can go online and donate, or um, you know, donate blood, or just donate your money, your time. They're also, uh, from what I hear, in desperate need of you know, uh, snacks and food and water and all that kind of stuff because, you know, obviously they're very, well, just busy, you know. So if you, if you can just do anything, uh, just a little bit helps. You don't need to give your all. You don't need to give 100%, but just give something, you know. On to some better news uh, and some more exciting news. As some of you may know, I am a big Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Well, I guess, I, I don't know if I can say that I'm a big Pittsburgh Penguins fan. I'm a new Pittsburgh Penguins fan. 
I just started watching them this season, at the beginning of the season. So I'm not, I'm not a bandwagon fan. I want to clear that up. But uh, some very exciting news. Last night, they won the Stanley Cup final. And uh, they took the cup back to, back to Pittsburgh for the fourth time. Uh, the last time they won was in 2009. So uh, that's very exciting for them. And uh, very exciting for the fans. Um, and just a big congratulations to the San Jose Sharks for, for being the underdog. I mean, seriously, I, I really did not see them going that far, especially into the final. But a huge congrats to them. And, and really the only way that the Penguins won is just their amazing offense, just fast-paced. I mean, they play so quickly. It's like they have an extra man on the ice at all times. It's insane. Um, but very proud of them. Very proud of the season they had. They had a, they had a very good season. And um, I wish them the best of luck next season. And uh, very exciting, obviously, for, for uh, Phil Kessel. Uh, if you don't know who Phil Kessel is, he's uh, number 81, I believe. Yeah, 80, number 81 on the Pittsburgh Penguins. And uh, he played a very good season. He used to play for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, if you guys know anything about hockey, you know that the Toronto Maple Leafs um, did not do too well this year and have not been doing too well for a while. And um, I'm very happy for Phil Kessel that, uh, you know, he got picked up by the Penguins and he had such a great season with them. And I wish the best of luck to him and the rest of the team. Uh, pretty much the only other sports I've been watching, well, I haven't really been watching, but I've been keeping up with uh, the Reds. And um, it's been a doozy this year. It, it really has. Um, it's still very early in the season, but they are not doing well. Uh, I believe they're 25 and 38. That's not great not great um but at least they're not doing as bad as the Braves or the Twins um they are both doing very poorly <laughs> not to say that the Reds are not playing poorly they're playing very poorly I mean the pitching has been terrible they might as well just set up a t-ball stand up in front of the home plate and uh you know what <laughs> They'd get the, the other team would get just as many hits, you know. Um, I think they made a huge mistake in getting rid of a lot of their pitchers because, I mean, their, their entire bullpen is just god-awful. Um, you know, I hope they can pull it together, but right now it's, it's not looking good. You know, I think this will be a huge season for uh, rebuilding, and maybe they can, uh, they can learn from their mistakes. That's about... All I have to say about sports right now. Actually, no, it's not. I don't know if anybody watched the Germany-Ukraine game recently, but uh, and and saw Botang's incredible goal line clearing. If you have not seen that, I urge you to look it up. Find it on YouTube or somewhere, and just I mean, it was insane. He kind of like did this thing where he like jumped back and then like cleared it literally on the goal line like if he would have been just a second late it would have been a goal for Ukraine and man he he cleared the ball and it was it was an amazing feat of athleticism now uh, I think that is truly all that I have to say about sports 
Um, let's talk about gaming a little bit. Um, I have been playing not a whole lot of new games, to be honest with you. Uh, I've been playing Destiny a whole lot. Uh, I have a couple friends who play, and I'll get on and play online and all that good stuff. Um, it's, it's truly an amazing game, and it got a really bad rap because they put it out way too early. There were way too many bugs and problems with the server. Um, the graphics weren't up to snuff. And, and just all these kind of issues they have with it. And, um, you know, when they came out with the kind of, I guess, the Legendary Edition, which is what I have, um, I think they really came into their own, and they, and they learned from their mistakes, and, you know, I think they really, I think they really have a good game now. And uh, it's sad that these, um, these gaming companies they're distributing their games and they're putting up their games way too early. And I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, some of it has to do with the fans. I think, you know, just think of, think about it like this. Um, I'm a big kingdom hearts fan. If you're a big kingdom hearts fan, you know that we've been diligently waiting for kingdom hearts three. Uh, they kind of announced it, and uh, I believe it's supposed to come out pretty soon. But, um, you know, when that happens, these companies, they're forced... Well, they're not forced, but, you know, they're, they're having so much pressure put on them to put out these games that they're putting out broken games. And then these fans that are pre-ordering these games because there's so much promise are getting completely boned and screwed over because the gaming industry is just, it's broken right now. You know, you, I think that Square Enix, they've taken so long to put out this game and it's still not out yet, but I think that when it comes out, it's, it's going to be amazing because they've taken their time with it. And not a whole lot of people do that anymore. And that's why we have these games that have all these bugs and everything. You know, the, the same thing happened with the Watch Dogs franchise. The Watch Dogs, or just Watch Dogs, had amazing potential to be a really great game, and they rushed it, and there were so many problems with it, and now nobody plays it anymore. You, you go to the GameStop used bin, and it's just full of old Destiny games and Watch Dogs because and also a lot of EA Sports games I understand, I don't play any EA Sports games anymore except for FIFA but I understand that um, they are not great <laughs> so the big takeaway that a lot of people are saying is just you know, don't pre-order games you know, I think pre-ordering a game is kind of stupid. I mean, I I don't pre-order a lot of things. I think I might have pre-ordered an Assassin's Creed game back in the day, but I'm not a big pre-order guy just because of the issues that they have with these games. You know, they put them out, and they, they don't adjust for the large amounts of people that are going to be clogging up the servers. They... And... and it just creates a whole lot of issues. I think that just the whole idea of pre-ordering a game is, is kind of ridiculous. 
just because, you know, I, I don't want to pay for something that I might not enjoy. You know, um, I'll accuse myself of this. Um, you know, I have a I have a subscription to uh, Apple Music, and most of the time when a new album comes out, you know, I'll find it on Apple Music, or if, if Apple Music doesn't have it, I'll look on Spotify or something like that. And uh, I'll normally listen to the album a couple times um, before I will buy it, because you know this the whole thing is, you know, I love to support the artist. And, you know, I know that from experience that there's a lot of work that goes into recording an album, even if it's just a five-song EP. You know, in this, in this digital age, it, it kind of creates a distance between artists and their fans. And I know I'm kind of leaving this gaming tangent to go on a music tangent, but that's just the way it's going to go right now. So, um, you know it creates this distance because it used to be that bands would have to, you know, to get their name out there and to get CDs into hands, you know, you'd have to go to the mall and you'd have to, you know, go to your local record store and basically post flyers and hope that people see that and go out to your shows and then maybe they'll like your music and buy your album. But now that everything is just so tangible, you know, like an album comes out at midnight and I can, bam, in a snap, immediately go to Apple Music and listen to the entire album. At least with most albums. Uh, there's certain bands that, that don't put their music on streaming services because they don't believe in them or, or whatever, you know, because they don't give enough money to them. But you know what? I think streaming services are a fantastic idea. I think that it really creates this kind of self-promotion for artists. Like, Apple Music has this thing called the For You tab, and granted, it's not great, it needs a lot of work, but it really can introduce you to some new artists that you might never even think to check out, you know, people that you've never even heard of. And uh, Spotify does the same thing as well with their Discover Weekly playlists uh, that are that are basically, they're, they're only for you. You know, you go in there and they play music like, all right, here's some music that you like, and then here's some music that we think that you would like um, that is similar to what you normally listen to. So overall, I think that streaming services are wonderful. I think that they're great. I think that they're a great avenue to put your music out there, um, even if it's not for purchase. Um, you know, the music business has never been a lucrative, as far as finances go, a lucrative business. You know, people that go into the music industry, they understand that maybe for the first year or two or even three or four, they might not make any money. There's a good chance that they will lose a lot of money. But that's just the nature of the industry, especially now because of streaming services. So it's kind of like a catch-22, and it, it, it's like a double-edged sword, you know? You want your music to be out there, so streaming services are great for that, but obviously you want to make a little bit of cash off of it, but a lot of people think like, oh, well, you know, I can download it to my iPhone or my Android, and I can literally listen to it anytime I want to for free, 
and uh, you know I just pay ten bucks a month for it. But also I can listen to any other album I want to for free at any time of the day, you know. So it really it kind of sucks for the artist because on one hand you're promoting your music, but on the other hand you're not really making a whole lot of money, and that's where the promotion comes in. You know you have to you have to self promote. And you have to really sell yourself, set yourself apart from everybody else, especially, you know, if you're in a genre like indie, you know, right now, indie is at a huge boom, and it has been for the past, uh, I don't even know how long, really, probably for the past 10 years or more, uh, especially now with, you know, all these, you know, Bonnaroo and Coachella and all that stuff, they have all the big indie acts and a lot of underground indie bands that are coming out from the woodworks, they, you know, they sound a lot like these other bands. And so, you know, I'll be listening to an indie station on Apple Music or Spotify, and it's like half the stuff, you can't even tell the difference from one band to the next. I'm like, am I listening to a new song, or is this the exact same person? I have no idea. So really, you have to just, you have to set yourself apart uh, nowadays, because... The music business is so oversaturated, and not even just in specific genres, but in almost every genre. I mean, you know, metalcore, indie, hip-hop, just straight-up pop, all of those genres are so oversaturated. So really, making a name for yourself and putting yourself out there as a band that has a different sound is so, so, so important. And, you know, I know I like to act like I'm a professional about this kind of stuff, and I sound like, you know, I'm trying to say, like, oh, well, I know everything about the music business, because I don't, you know. I, I'm i very new to the music business. You know, I've been in a couple bands before, nothing professional. We never toured nationally or anything like that. But, you know, even when you're just at the tip of the iceberg, you can you can see how incredibly, incredibly hard it is to make it in the music industry and actually come out above, you know, come out ahead, come out with a profit. You know, it's just, it's all about making the right choices uh, in every aspect that you do as a musician, whether it's musically or something that's a business decision and it's something that you really need to think about and you need to think ahead because when you're just thinking in the now it kind of creates like you know you want to be the kind of band or the kind of artist that says you know I'm laid back I just kind of go with the flow but it can also be kind of counterproductive to be that way at times you need to be a little serious if you want to make it in the music industry because you know if you're not serious and you're not professional people aren't going to take you seriously or see you as a professional but anyways you know I know I've gone off on a big tangent so I'm gonna stop before I talk for another hour and a half and uh, we'll go on to the next topic I've been listening to uh, a couple new albums lately Um, one of them that isn't super new, but it is fairly new, is uh, the new Architect record. 
Um, if you don't know who Architects are, they are an amazingly talented metalcore band from um, from the UK. And um, in this new record, it's called "All of All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us," and um, you know it it it's such a heavy hitter, and there's such technical riffs in it, and just their writing style is so is so different. You know, you can listen to it, and it's not like generic cookie cutter metalcore. It's something different. It's you know, it's a breath of fresh air, and if you've listened to any of the other uh, prior Architects releases, they are great as well. And you know, with this new album, they've really come into their own, and they've almost created their own sound. You know, it's it's something that I just I haven't heard before. There is some generic stuff in there, um, just as there is with any metalcore band, because. You know, with the industry, like I said, being so oversaturated, it's hard to come up with something that's absolutely never been done. But just the way they write and um, their guitar riffs are just so heavy hitting. They're so they're so progressive and experimental, but also in the same way, it's like you know what? That's really not that difficult of a part. But just the way they put it together, it's like magic. And so I've I've really enjoyed listening to this album. Um, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, go pick it up somewhere or stream it for a while or something, you know, just, just get this album into your ears because it's really amazing. And I truly believe that architects are killing the game right now. And I think, you know, I think they're hugely underrated. I, in America, at least, I know they're not a small band by any means, but I do believe that they should be main staging at Warp Tour, like, every year. I would see them every single year, I swear. Um, now, they are from the UK, so I'm sure they have a much bigger presence over there across the pond. But, um, you know, a lot of people I talk to, they've never heard of them. But I do love introducing people to them and just blowing their minds with, with their music. Um, another album I've been listening to a lot of is the new Thrice record. Um, the new Thrice record is amazing. It's one of the best comeback albums I've ever heard by any band. And I mean, it's just so clean and it really is possibly so far the best rock album of 2016. And I'm not overstating that at all. I'm not overestimating it. I'm not kissing their ass or anything like that. Pardon my French, but it's true. I mean, if you haven't listened to this new Thrice record, I definitely recommend it. Um, I haven't picked it up yet. I haven't bought it yet because I haven't found it yet. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Um, but I plan on picking it up very soon, as soon as I can, and um, just blasting it in my car for weeks to come. I've probably listened to it about 10 or 12 times since it's come out, if not more than that. Uh, it, I mean, it's really great. Uh, songs like uh, Hurricane, Blood on the Sand, Black Honey, um, they're just, they're genius pieces of art. They really are. They're more, it's more than just a song. It's more than just guitars and drums and vocals put together. It's, it's a piece of art. And I know I sound pretentious when I say things like that, but I really truly believe it, that it is a piece of art. And, um, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, once again, I highly recommend you go pick it up. 
at uh, Best Buy or Target or wherever, or go on their website, buy it from them directly, whatever you have to do, get your hands on this album. It's great. Um, in the same vein of totally amazing rock and roll music, uh, the new Sayosin record is also has also been out for, um, I want to say about a month now, maybe not quite an entire month, but it's been out for a while. Uh, it's called, crap, what is it called? I'll have to look it up later. But anyways, uh, the new Sayosin record is amazing. By the way, the new Thrice record is called um, To Be Everywhere Is To Be Nowhere, I believe is the name of it. Um, but anyway, the new Sayosin record is fantastic. Um, if you don't know, uh, Sayosin has put out a comeback album uh, with Anthony Green, who... Uh, I believe is currently still doing Circus Survive stuff, so don't freak out, guys. Don't freak out. But um, it's amazing. I mean, just the way he's kind of come back like he never really left, you know? And you hear a side of Anthony Green that you haven't heard in years, you know, probably since he's been in Sayosin. I mean, it's just like there's so much energy, and he just brings this overall vibe to the album and it just it just blew me away the first time I heard it. Um, it it gives off this vibe of like you you know that he's taken his writing style from the Circus Survive records, but he's also kept the kind of like post hardcore, uh, quick, face melting <laughs> rock and roll that Sayosin has always been. So uh, if you haven't had a chance to hit, hit up that record, do that as well. Um, that's about all I've been listening to lately. Um, I haven't listened to the entire Radiohead record, but I have heard a couple songs, and it is also amazing. And when it comes out on CD on, that I can actually purchase somewhere, I plan on picking that up, and uh, I'll do a short review, as I have done with these three albums. Um, you know, I'm not any like Anthony Fontano kind of music reviewer I'm not an audiophile I'm not some crazy sound engineer but I'm passionate about music of all kinds and you know what I, I just wanted to put in my two cents on those, on those albums and uh, really recommend them to you guys and push them because I think that you know these three bands are doing something really amazing and that's why I want you to check them out I had something pretty crazy happen to me on the way home. Basically, I had um, a guy on a motorcycle, like, straight cut me off on the highway. And um, that didn't really bother me as much as this. he wasn't wearing a helmet. And um, a lot of people who knew me know that I'm pretty adamant about uh, helmet use when you're on any other kind of transportation other than a, than a car. Uh, because obviously you don't have the four doors and the glass to protect you from from harm. I want to know your opinion on this. Um, do you think that helmet use on a motorcycle should be a law? Um, feel free to email me or tweet at me. Uh, my Twitter is at BenjKeith, B-E-N-J-K-E-I-T-H. And my email is um, dubiouspod, that's D-U-B-I-O-U-S, pod, at gmail.com. If you would like your music featured on this podcast, uh, feel free to email me 
at the dbspod at gmail.com. And uh, I will get right back to you with that. Just uh, throw an MP3 file in the in the email there. Just attach that. And uh, I want to start having some local music at the end of each episode. Um, I think that'd be really cool. And I, uh, I love supporting local artists, especially uh, Cincinnati, Dayton, any area really, because I think that local music is very important. And I think that uh, just going out to shows, you know, just getting to know them, hanging out with them, buying a ticket, buying a CD, you know, even just shooting them a like on Facebook is, is very important because they are the, the future, you know, they're the future of what you're going to be hearing, you know, so very cool. Also, if you, um, if you own a small local business and you would like your business to be advertised on the show, I would love to do that for you. It'd be my pleasure. Um, you can, once again, email me at dubiouspod at gmail.com. I love local business. I love small business. And um, advertising that would, I think, benefit both of us. So um, if you like the show, uh, tell a friend about it. Um, give me a review on iTunes, uh, preferably, preferably five stars, uh, if you like the show. Uh, any constructive criticism, like I said, you could tweet at me or email me. Uh, I will eventually have a podcast Twitter that is not my personal Twitter, uh, but I don't currently have one, but I will let you know when I have that as well. Also, if you are an artist or musician of any kind, I would love to have you as a guest on the show just to ask you some questions. Um, I love hearing about what you guys are doing out there. And uh, I think that's about it for this week. I'm going to try and um, upload at least once a week. I'm not really sure if this will be the length of all of my podcasts. Uh, Got to kind of get a feel for it. It really just depends on how much I want to talk to you guys, uh, which is normally a lot. <laughs> and uh, I have a lot to say. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or anything like that, uh, just to make the podcast better for myself and for you guys, uh, just feel free to shoot me an email. Again, that's dubiouspod at gmail.com. I am going to do a little uh, shameless plug for here for a second. I'm in a band called Anova. Uh, we are going to be playing a show this Saturday, June 18th, at the Thompson House on the main stage with, uh, I think, eight or nine other bands. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be wild. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and that's this Saturday, I believe that's uh, 8 o'clock at the Thompson House in Newport on the main stage. And we'll be playing with uh, Ocean Grid, who'll be headlining. Uh, this week, I do want to um, to feature some local music. Uh, this week, we have the Cincinnati Metalcore Act, Underestimate. And um, they're doing some great things. They have a show coming up on the, let me see, uh, Saturday, July 9th. And uh, it's a little bit of a drive it's in, um, it's in Columbus, but if you uh, live up in that area or you want to take a little road trip, they're going to be playing with Death of an Era and The New Age and uh, I think two other bands. They're going to be playing at The Basement in Columbus. That's uh, 391 Neal Avenue, Columbus, Ohio, and uh, that'll, be, that'll definitely be a fun time. And uh, they are doing some great things in the scene. Uh, they are definitely not a band that you want to underestimate. Uh, that's pun intended. <laughs> So uh, definitely check them out on that next show. Uh, I'm sure they'll be playing around the area again. And this track is called uh, Definition. It's very hard hitting, but at the same time, very melodic. Again, uh, this is Underestimate with Definition. Definition. <laughs>